1: today on CityCast Philly. It's the Friday News Roundup. We're talking about how the city is updating some of its pollution regulations, things to do this Memorial weekend, and ways kids can cool off this summer. It's Friday, May 26th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me this week is Ali Mohsen, food and drink reporter at Billy Penn. Hey, Ali. Hi. And Sophia Schmidt, environment reporter at WHYY. Hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. So it's Memorial Weekend. It's the unofficial start of the summer. But... You know, sometimes there's some, like, must-dos that I have to do for the summer, right? I have to go to the shore at least once. I got to go get a funnel cake on the boardwalk. And I have to go to an outdoor concert. What about for you? What are some must-haves, things that you have to do for summer? Ali, we'll start with you.
2: Definitely some outdoor time. I do, like, getting to the shore if I can. I don't as often as I should. But definitely getting as much outdoor time as possible.
1: Yes, let's get some sun this year. (laughs) Sophia, what's your uh, must for your summer? I'm just so excited
3: that more people are out. And I live near Clark Park in West Philly. And so I'm just really excited to, you know, spend some time outside, be around people and um, hopefully catch some movies in
1: the park. Nice. I love Clark Park. I love doing yoga on Sundays. That's like one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, this is so cool. All right, Sophia, let's start with you this week. You recently reported about how the city is updating some of its pollution regulations for the first time in more than 40 years. What's changing Yeah,
3: so this is kind of like an obscure regulation that the city's health department uses to uh, regulate pollution that's coming out of industrial facilities. So it deals with toxic air pollution, compounds that cause cancer or other health effects, um, stuff like asbestos, lead, arsenic, cancer-causing benzene, which is found in crude oil. Mm. Like you mentioned, this regulation was written in the early 80s, and it hadn't been updated since then. But this recent revamp more than doubled the list of toxic compounds that are regulated based on updated science. And it also allows the city to consider background levels of pollution when it approves or disapproves some permits to pollute. And the update
1: goes into effect in January. Oh, interesting. So, you know, why are these changes important? So currently, the city can only consider
3: one facility's pollution on its own when it approves or disapproves a permit. So if a new facility plans to pollute Within the allowable amounts, it's good, even if there's another big facility or two or three that are emitting the same amount of pollution sitting right next to this facility. What this policy does is it requires the biggest polluters in the city to assess the cancer risk that's posed by the compounds that they emit, then add that to the background levels of cancer risk from those same compounds near the facility to see if it crosses over an acceptable level of risk. If it does, the city could reject the permit or could require the facility to make changes to reduce its pollution. This is really key, particularly for environmental justice communities where there might be several sources of toxic air pollutants in that same community. Um, Nationwide, studies have found that Black and Latino Americans are exposed to more of the common types of air pollution than white Americans in areas that
1: were redlined. Interesting. Now Sophia, there's been some pushback though, right? Some people say that these regulations don't go far enough. Right. Um these regulations don't cover every
3: single source of pollution in the city. You know, for example, mobile sources of air pollution are not covered, stuff like cars, buses, airplanes which do emit a lot. All new facilities that are seeking air permits will need to do this health risk assessment I mentioned if they're planning to emit toxic air pollutants over a certain level. For existing facilities, there are fewer than 30 of the biggest polluters that will automatically do this risk assessment when they renew their permits. Smaller existing facilities will only have to do the assessment if they change their operations. So if they keep our operations the same, they won't automatically have to do these health risk assessments. Another big gap that a lot of advocates have pointed out with this policy is that it doesn't consider the cumulative impacts of different air pollutants together. So it's just looking mm. at one toxic compound at a time. And advocates say that this is where the policy has room to grow because, of course, we all experience you know multiple threats to our health together at once. Mm.
1: Now, Ali, I want to get you into the conversation, a uh, different conversation. Uh, let's talk about some events that are happening around the city this weekend for Memorial Day. You wrote a fun guide for some fun food events specifically. <laughs> Can you tell us about some of those?
2: Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on this weekend. Tonight, the uh, the Rodham Museum reopens its garden bar for the season up until August 25th. And that's definitely a highlight for me. It's a, Something you can only do in Philly. It's Philly has the largest collection of Rodin sculptures outside of Paris. Some major works, so it's a good chance to you know enjoy artwork that you can't see anywhere else, and also have some cocktails at the museum's garden bar, which is a really nice, calm space. Lots of fountains. It is dog friendly, so that's a great option. To- uh, yeah, and they have like smaller plates like mezzas and uh, plantain chips and then some larger options like uh, citrus marinated shrimp and uh, tofu banh mi and roasted turkey baguette. So that's a unique kind of experience.
1: Ali, what's happening down in Fishtown this weekend?
2: Cloud Cups just opened in Fishtown, which serves gelato from Galen Thomas. It is award-winning gelato. This has been a long time coming, long time talked about, a transition from his uh, truck and uh, they have opened inside a pizza brain on Frankfurt Ave. They're serving up a rotation of 90 different flavors throughout the year. Right now, it's a focus on 12. It ranges from you know your traditional gelato flavors like pistachio and limoncello, but then also a lot of cereal-inspired flavors, which oh, cool. are <laughs> remarkable in just how similar they taste too like a bowl of fruit loops or apple jacks
1: oh that's Uh, so cool (laughs) yeah
2: it is it's really great also like being in pizza brain you're surrounded by a lot of like 90s nostalgia like ninja turtles cartoon characters and stuff so it is a perfect fit and galen thomas the owner makes a cloud nini which is a panini with a with a gelato flavor at its core and that's yeah that's something that you know you should head out there for specifically nice and then on the other side of it, we have in Center City, there is a new omakase place, Kichi Omakase, which offers, I think, one of the best deals in the city so far. Where it's a 15-course omakase meal for $95. It's a small, cozy, cozy space. Sushi chef Andy Shen is working the counter. His partner is Jeremy Zhu. I was just there recently. It's It was packed, you know, people coming in and out all the time. So I would check it out if, if you get the chance to.
1: Now, Ali, I have to ask you this. What is omakasi again?
2: So omakasi is, it's essentially like a chef's selection where he's serving up one one course, one cut of fish, one meal at a time, one plate at a time. You're sitting at the bar, you try it. And um, the number of courses ranges from place to place. I, I had a chance to talk to Jeremy Zhu, the owner, and we were discussing... Because the lineup changes often, depending on the availability of fish, they're prioritized trying to find the freshest cuts. There are some specific menu items that they try to keep throughout the rotations just because they're the owner's favorite. Like, for example, the A5 Wagyu with foie gras and the Otoro tuna scattered with uh, caviar.
1: Nice. Now tell me, Ellie, tell me about this badass women own a food tour. What is that?
2: That is a great option for this weekend as well. It's organized by Beyond the Bell Tours, and it's a two-mile walk. It takes about three hours, and you basically stop at six women-owned businesses throughout the city, including El Mercury, Hip City Veg, Fox & Sun, High Street, Sweet Teas Bakery, and then the final stop is Love City Brewing. And you get a tasting at every stop you go to with a beer at Love City Brewing.
1: Nice. These are great recommendations. Now, also, you know, Sophia, we got to get the kids. We got to represent for the kids. The city is opening more than 90 spray grounds. Tell us what's happening there.
3: Yeah, so these are um, sort of like little fountain parks, like fun outdoor water features where the goal is, you know, families can have fun in them, but they can also stay cool, Um, especially if you don't have easy access to like a city pool or you don't feel comfortable going swimming in a pool. um, This is a great way to cool down. So like you mentioned, Trine, they open today. They're going to be open seven days a week through Labor Day. You can go online and find there's this really useful map that the city put together where you can find your nearest one. Like you said, there's 90. They're all throughout the city. Um, There are three new ones that open this year that the Parks Department tells me are state-of-the-art. You don't want to miss them. Glavin Playground in Port Richmond, East Passion Community Center in South Philly, and another at Cobbs Creek Park.
1: Nice, and we're hitting those eighty degree weather days, so I'm I'm really excited about this. <laughs> now I know a lot of people are sneaking out of the city; they might be leaving work early today for to head into their weekend. But Sophia, AAA says there will be a lot of traffic this weekend.
3: Yeah, honestly, I'm a little scared because I'm uh trying to drive out of town this evening. Um, But I talked to AAA; they do these travel projections from time to time, and they're expecting. Close to half a million residents of the Philadelphia area, the five county area, to travel this weekend at least 50 miles. They're expecting most people to travel by car, but there's definitely going to be people flying as well. They're saying that this is the biggest Memorial Day travel weekend that they have predicted since before the pandemic in 2019. Triple A did give me some tips. Um, So if you're traveling, try to leave on um, off hours. So like early in the morning, late at night. And they also said that Saturday and Sunday should be the lightest
1: travel days. Wow. Interesting. All right. Well, be careful on the road, (laughs) y'all. All right. Thanks for those tips. That was Sophia Schmidt, environment reporter at WHYY. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And Ali, thank you so much for those food recommendations. Ali Mosin, food and drink reporter at Billy Penn. Thank you so much for joining us on CityCast Philly.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: It's time for the tip of the week, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. Speaking of getting out of town this weekend, Chickie and Pete's is paying the toll for anyone driving on the Atlantic City Expressway For at least an hour. Today only. So from 5 p.m. until 6 p.m., anyone driving east won't have to pay the $4.55 toll. On top of that, from noon to 5 p.m., you can grab free crab fries at Farley Plaza from the Crab Fries Express food truck. Safe travels, y'all. If you have a tip of the week, we'd love to hear from you, too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on City Cast Philly. Our lead producer is Lara Benchoff. Our producers are Abby Fritz and Noah Snyderman. Our Hey Philly Newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine. And our host is me, Trenee Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable with additional music from All the Kimonos and James Weldon. If you enjoyed this week of episodes, please tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review. And subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Philly. We'll be back Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe, y'all. Bye. It's time for... Whoa.